Welcome to C3 Church Hobart. You're about to listen to a message from our series, Every Day. We hope that you enjoy this message, and please, get in touch with us if you would like to be connected. Good morning, everybody. So great to see you today, and for those who are with us online, it's wonderful to have you along as well. It's great to be up here and still seeing so many people here today, Uh, and I'm excited about Christmas. Everyone should be excited about Christmas. It's November, and what a year to get through, huh? What a year to get through. I uh, got a message for us this morning, and before I start, sometimes it's, uh, it's good just to take a moment, just to become aware of God's presence. Because I'm not a very slow person, I'm not a very quiet person. So sometimes to make me slow down and pause and just be aware of God is something that I need to practice doing. And I feel God's presence here today. I know that He wants to talk to us out of His Word because He always wants to talk to us out of His Word. Today is not any more significant than yesterday or the day before. No moment necessarily has a different sense of God. It's just whether sometimes we're open to understanding what He's doing in moments. And so will you join me as we pray? God, I just thank You for being with us. I thank you that there are times where we just need to still our hearts and our minds and open them and, and actually seek you and, and ask, what is the next thing that you want to talk to me about? What is the next thing that you want to say? God, I pray that our ears are open and our hearts are open this morning. Thank you that your word is living and active. It's, it's something that, that shifts our vision. It's something that changes our hearts. It's something that transforms our lives. So God, I pray for the ability this morning to articulate your word in a way that means something to the way that we interact with you, that you reveal a little bit more of yourself to us this morning as we open your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone with me this morning? Anyone with me? I said that in a separate service uh, this morning and it was dead silent. So if you're home on your couch or in your kitchen or if you're here, you can respond and you can talk to me. I'm an extrovert. I like to hear that you're here. So thank you, band, very much. So over the last few months, we've done a number of series, uh, which I hope you've been a part of and I hope you have uh, enjoyed. The first one that we did a few months ago was The Imperfect Journey. Who remembers that series? Where we looked at Peter, uh, who had a very imperfect journey, and he encouraged us through the stories of his life to know that our journey is imperfect, and through our imperfect journey, we find God. Amen? Amen. And then we moved on to our highest pursuit. 
So out of our imperfection, what is our highest pursuit? Our highest pursuit being God and where we find Him in worship and prayer and reading the Word. And then this series is called Every Day. And over the next few weeks, we we want to talk about experiencing God every day in our everyday life through the work of the Holy Spirit. And I know Pastor Sean and Pastor Morella and the leadership team, when they were uh, praying about this series, God was very clear. He said, I want my people to know that I am with them every day. I want them to know that I am their comfort, that I am their wisdom, that I am their healing, that I am their direction, that I am their prompting every day through the work of the Holy Spirit. So it's our prayer that over the next few weeks, you might come to know the Holy Spirit more or maybe for some of us for the very first time. So the title of my message today is, I can't do this without you. I can't do this without you. So let's turn in our Bibles, if you've got those with you, to Acts chapter 1 and verse 1 1 and through to 11. And it starts, and Luke wrote Acts, and he starts with referring to the book that he previously wrote. So if you're studying your Bible, you can go through the book of Luke and into Acts knowing that Luke wrote the two and you can follow. So in the opening book of Acts, he refers to the previous book of Luke. And he says this, he says, Dear Theophilus, in the first volume of this book I wrote on on everything that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he said goodbye to the apostles, the ones he had chosen through the Holy Spirit and was taken up to heaven. After his death, he presented himself alive to them in many different settings over a period of 40 days. In face-to-face meetings, he talked to them about things concerning the kingdom of God. And as they met and ate meals together, he told them that they were on no account to leave Jerusalem, but must wait for what the Father promised, the promise you heard from me. John baptised in water, you will be baptised in the Holy Spirit. And soon. And when they were together for the last time, they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Is this the time? And he told them, You don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of this world. And after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Now in this passage, you see reference to the three members of the Trinity. All the members of the Trinity are mentioned. God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And the Trinity refers to one God in three persons. One God in three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Now, Billy Graham says it this way. He says, who is the Holy Spirit? He is God. Just as God the Father and God the Son are also God. We speak of them as the Trinity. And you ask me to explain the Trinity, our minds can but dimly grasp these great spiritual facts because we are finite and God is infinite. Anyone with Billy Graham? (laughs) Anybody sometimes try to get their head around the concepts of God and think that actually you're going to burst a few brain cells while you try to do that? Some things in God blow my mind. They are beyond my comprehension. But the Bible teaches us that God is one God in three persons. And in 20 minutes, it's not my intention to give you the full theological basis for the Holy Spirit in the Bible. But it is my intention to set the basis, as Pastor Sean has generously asked me to do, set the basis for the Holy Spirit and who he is in the word and in my experience. So, are you with me? Please be with me as we go on this journey. Because I ask God some pretty simple questions. I love asking God questions. You should ask God a lot of questions. He's not scared of your questions. Did you know that? And I asked some pretty straightforward ones. So, when I was learning about the Trinity, I said, well, that's, that's amazing. So, there's God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Where are they? Where are they? Pretty straightforward question. Yes? So here's the answers. The Bible tells us that God the Father is the source of all things and he's in heaven. So Matthew 23, 9 says, For you have one Father who is in heaven. God is in heaven. God the Father. And then there's Jesus. And the Bible tells us that all things exist through Jesus. He was with the Father from the beginning of time. All things exist through him. And he came to earth as a man. He lived. He died for us. He was resurrected again to life. And it says in 1 Peter 3 and verse 22, who has gone to heaven and it is who is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities and powers having been subjected to him. Where's Jesus? He's in heaven. And then there's the Holy Spirit. And John chapter 16 and verse 7 says this, Jesus tells the disciple, disciples, it is best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate or the Holy Spirit won't come. And if I do go away, I will send him to you. Where's the Holy Spirit? With us. You see, in the passage that we were reading, Jesus is pointing the disciples' eyes to the Holy Spirit to say, I'm going to go, but you're going to get the Holy Spirit, God with you here to enable you, to empower you, to do the work that I have set before you. But the disciples were in a completely different space. Disciples were in a completely different space because I can understand that. You think about the journey that they had just walked. They had been with Jesus for three years of his ministry and Jesus had shown them the kingdom of God. And they had seen Jesus as their saviour, the one that would come and restore and bring to pass everything that God had promised. And they had seen him do miracles. He was God with them. And then all of a sudden he dies and he's gone. 
And for three days, the disciples are left saying, I'm confused. I thought Jesus was God coming to us like it was promised, and now he's gone. And I can imagine the disciples thinking, I can't do this without him. Can you? You ever had a time in your life where you thought about someone and thought, I can't do this without them? You can imagine the disciples saying, I can't do this without Jesus. It's finished. It's over. But then Jesus returns to them. So we saw in that passage that Jesus is resurrected, comes back to life and comes to the disciples and proves that he is alive. And he eats meals with them and talks to them for 40 days while he is with them again. Now, can you imagine the disciples now? He's with me again. God is with me. Jesus has come back. I get it. Great. Awesome. Jesus is with me. Now I'm good. And then he disappears on a cloud into the sky and he's gone. And here they are standing on a hill looking up at the sky saying, have you gone again? (laughs) Where are you? Am I on my own again? And somehow in the middle of that picture, I thought about us turning up to church and how sometimes we can walk our Christian life staring up at the sky wondering, God, are you there? Are you there today? Are you not there tomorrow? Don't put your hand up. Anyone? God, do you come and then you go and then you're here with me and then you're in heaven and now I don't know where you are? Is God far from us? No. The Bible tells us that God the Father is in heaven, Jesus the Son of God is in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is with us. God with us. And too many of us are missing the enabling power of God with us every day. Some of us think there's levels in our Christianity that we start at the basics and we try to learn and we accept Jesus into our lives and then slowly somehow you're supposed to move from the back of the church to the the front of the church and and the people at the front of the church, they must have more of God, more of the Holy Spirit because they look like this in worship, but, but I'm not quite there yet. We think there's levels and we rationalise our experience with God by sort of saying, well, no one's perfect. Everyone has their weaknesses. I'm doing my very best and God loves me anyway, which is true. But what we miss in that is what John 10.10 says, which she says, I came to give you life and life to the full. We miss the enabling power of God at work with God with us every day. Lucky I nearly went down. Could have been the Holy Spirit. Aha, I'll get there. (laughs) Some of us think that the Holy Spirit is a feeling. Some of us think that when Steve hits the right note or or Candice or Emily or whoever's on the stage and the band hits an amazing note that I get goosebumps and, and that's the Holy Spirit. Or maybe the preacher nails the message and I sense his spirit and that he's only here. And he only comes in moments and he appears, does something amazing and gives me goosebumps. But then when I go home to my kitchen, he's not there. 
And some of, the, some of us think that the Holy Spirit is an add-on, like that I get Jesus and I get God and I've got that bit sorted, but I don't need to engage with the Holy Spirit only when I need to or when I don't need to. It's an add-on. He just comes and he goes and he comes and he goes. But if we could live this Christian life without God with us, why does the Bible tell us that the Holy Spirit was going to come and indwell in his church in John chapter 7 and 14? Why does the Bible say that we can't serve God without power and that Jesus was going to give the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's title was going to be the helper and the enabler? And then he pointed out to the disciples that you're inadequate apart from the Holy Spirit. And then he told them not to attempt any ministry until they had the Holy Spirit. Why would the Bible tell us that if the Holy Spirit is an optional extra? Our thinking about God is so limited. It's so small. And there's more to knowing God than just reading a couple of scriptures every day, praying to God when you're in trouble. And doing your best to walk out your Christian walk. Stephen Furtick says it this way. He says, The main purpose of the Holy Spirit is to point people to Jesus and save them from their sin. So being full of the Holy Spirit then is not about a stylistic approach or a set of techniques. It has to do with a constant companionship with a God who convicts, a God who comforts, a God who prompts and a God who saves. It's not hype, it's something deeper every day. And Jesus, when he was with us on the earth, put a lot of emphasis on the Holy Spirit. So come with me if you've got your Bibles to John chapter 14 and verse 16. And I'm going to show you out of the Amplified Bible. And this is Jesus and he says, And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, stand by to be with you forever. How long? Forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. There's two things in that scripture that I want you to grab. One is that he is with us continually. Can you put that back up, Aiden? Look at the end of that scripture. He is with you continually. Even if you don't know God, even if you've never accepted Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit is with you and at work in your life. He is with you creating circumstances to point your eyes towards God. He is with you um, talking to you, prompting you. He has been over your life ever since you were born. He is continually with us. And then the second part of that scripture, and he will be in you. God has put a deposit of himself within you, a deposit that comforts you, helps you, guides you, reminds you, teaches you, comes alongside you, counsels you, intercedes for you, advocates for you. Jesus spoke of him as being the helper, the one who comes alongside. And the Bible uses the word paraclete to describe the Holy Spirit. And listen to this. It means to walk alongside and defend against the enemy. 
God left the Holy Spirit with you to walk with you and to defend you against the work of the enemy. How great is that? And the Bible tells us a lot about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells within a Christian and helps them understand their weakness in Romans chapter 8, 26. He helps you when you're weak, when you have the worst weak possible, when you fail Him, when you don't know the answers. The Holy Spirit is there in your weakness. He baptises or infills a believer. He comes within us to equip us to witness and the ministry. When I preach, it's not about my ability to preach. In fact, if you had to sit there and listen to me all day, nothing would change in your life. My job is to be used by the Holy Spirit to enable you to experience God for yourself. He equips us. He equipped you to do but to serve. He equipped you. He gave you the ability to go and serve others yesterday. He gives you the ability, the music team, to worship Him. He equips us. The Holy Spirit helps you know God the Father. And He bears witness to your spirit that you are a child of God. He transforms you into the image of Christ in 2 Corinthians in chapter 3. He's transforming you. He prompts you to say, that needs to change. That's not working for you. God has more for you than that. He prompts us quietly. He guides us. He brings us to repentance. His Spirit guides us in discovering all the plans that God has prepared for us in 1 Corinthians and chapter 2. He is the spirit of life and he draws spiritually dead people to life. That's what he does. The Holy Spirit has been given to you as a gift to enable you to live an overcoming and faithful life. And Billy Graham says it like this, the Holy Spirit illuminates the minds of people, makes us yearn for God and takes spiritual truth and makes it understandable to us. How good is that? It's so good. For some of us, we think the Holy Spirit is just what the Holy Spirit does. That somehow the Holy Spirit is, is healings and miracles and speaking in tongues and incredibly spiritual moments where you, you sense the Spirit of God and, and an amazing transformation happens and He is that. And He is unpredictable. We don't know what God wants to do at any given point in time. And the Holy Spirit in my life has been all those things. I've been healed of migraines when I came forward one, one day and somebody prayed for me and I've never had a migraine since. I've seen people touch so strongly on an altar call that they've fallen on the floor. I had a lady come up in an altar call once when I was preaching and her eyes were black. It was the most spiritually confronting thing I have ever witnessed. And I saw the Holy Spirit do something extraordinary. I speak in tongues 
I speak in tongues because my spirit explodes within me and I don't know how how to articulate that prayer. And He meets me in that place and enables me to express things that are broader than my vocabulary has space for. The Holy Spirit's work in my life is all these things and He's there with me at my desk on a Tuesday afternoon when I'm trying to write a report and I can't write it and I'm stuck. And I say, Holy Spirit, I need some help. And the Holy Spirit was with me when I was sitting in a middle row of C3 Hobart as a young 20-year-old, hungover from the night before, heart screaming within me. I want to know God, but I don't think I can. And the Holy Spirit said, yes, you can. It's the Holy Spirit who's been with me in some of the most challenging, heart-ripping moments of my life. Where I had a scan on my first pregnancy and the radiologist told me that something's not right. The Holy Spirit was with me. And the Holy Spirit was with me when my children ask me challenging questions and I don't know the answers to them and I pause and I say, Holy Spirit, I need some help to answer. And it was the Holy Spirit who was with me one night when I went down to the waterfront in my car and I screamed into the steering wheel as my marriage was falling to bits around me. He was with me. And it's the Holy Spirit who has given me my voice. It's the Holy Spirit who has taught me as I've walked this journey of life. He's taught me who I am and and what gifts I have and what what abilities that I have and and how I should use those and how I should lay them down before God and, and how He has taught me to listen when I use my voice. He's the one who's given me confidence and belief to achieve things that I never thought was possible. He's the Holy Spirit who's prompted my next steps when I don't know what to do. And it's the Holy Spirit who's there when I toot someone when I'm driving because I'm mad. The Holy Spirit is in every day, every moment. He is with you and within you. The Holy Spirit's with you right now. Whatever you need, He's prompting your thoughts. He's turning your head towards Jesus. He's encouraging you to take another step. And He's talking gently to you about areas in your life that need to change. He's there. And you know what? We can't do it without Him. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot do it without Him. 
The Holy Spirit is God with us and within us. And you can't do it without Him. You can't do it without Him. And as I came in here this morning, and I felt completely inadequate in being able to articulate to you who the person of the Holy Spirit is in my life. The Holy Spirit said to me, when you come in here today, there's gonna be a man and he's gonna come in and he's ready to give it away. He's ready to give up. He's been strong for a long period of time. He's been holding the weight of work and holding the weight of his family. And he's about to say, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's about to walk out. And the Holy Spirit said, Alicia, when you're up there, I want you to tell him that the Holy Spirit is with him, that the Holy Spirit is your strength, that the Holy Spirit is your guide, that the Holy Spirit is your comforter. And if you would lean on Him, He's going to restore and bring back and take the pressure off. And you're going to be able to trust Him with the load. And the Holy Spirit said to me, there's going to be a young person that comes in here this morning and they're going to be coming because they have to. They've, they have to come with their family and they sort of, understand the concept of God and, and they would like to think that He's real, but actually if they're really honest, they're not sure. And the Holy Spirit said, and I'm going to touch that young person this morning and I'm going to tell them in person that I am real and I'm there for them and I know their purpose and I know the rest of their life. And the Holy Spirit told me that there are people here today that have just tried to do this Christian thing as best they could. Glad they're saved, and you are. Glad you're going to heaven, and you are. But he said they're doing it on their own. They've got the connection turned off. They don't understand that I'm with them every day and every moment, and that my abilities are there for them and my comfort is there for them and my help is there for them. And when they read the Bible and it's dry, the Holy Spirit is the one that comes beside you and, and helps you understand what it says. And He says, and in this series, I want people to know that I am here with you, within you every day. Let's just stand up in the presence of God. I just want to give you some time. Just to be aware of the Holy Spirit for you. That He's talking to you. That He's with you. That He loves you that He hasn't left you alone, that He doesn't come and go, that He's a constant. 
if everyone can bow their heads and close their eyes, there's also people here today. that have never actually met God. And this morning I want to tell you about God the Father who loved you so much. You by name knew you before you were born. That He loved you so much that He sent His Son, Jesus. And the world is such that your sin meant that the only penalty for that was death. We all deserve to die. There's not one of us who's met the mark of the perfection of God. But God didn't leave us there. He didn't leave us alone. He he sent Jesus and He said, Jesus will die on your behalf. And in that gift, when He broke sin, when He was resurrected and came back to life, the gift of eternal life and forgiveness is anybody's who's willing to accept the gift of Jesus into their life. And that's you. He died for you. He loves you. And then He said, and if you accept the gift of the work of Jesus on the cross, the Holy Spirit, will come. Is there anyone here this morning that wants to accept Jesus into their life for the first time? Never done it before. You know you're not right with God. But you're saying, yep, that's me. I want to get right with God this morning. Just while every eyes are closed and every head's bowed, if that's you, just raise your hand. I'll see it and I want to pray with you after the service. Is there anyone here this morning that wants to do that? can just raise your hand, put it down. I'll see it. And I'm going to pray with you at the end of the service. Just as I look around, the Holy Spirit's been with you, working on your life. Said today's the day. Thank you, Jesus. And for the rest of us, Over the next few weeks, and not just on a Sunday, but every day, the Holy Spirit wants to show Himself to you in a greater way. You know, when you accepted Jesus, you got everything. The Bible tells us that when you accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit came to you. So the question is not, Am I going to go up in levels in God? Am I going to get more and more of God? The question is, how much of me is open to God? How much of me is seeking Him? How much of me is listening? How much of me is being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit? If you want more, of God every day. I want you to know today that He is with you and to recognise the person of the Holy Spirit, which is the person of God that is with you and within you. It will transform your life. I'm going to let the band finish the service today. 
But if you're at home, online, He's with you. If you're here, He's with you and there's something that He wants to do in your life today, every day. As the band finishes the service, if you want to come and, we, and, and you know that that's you, you say, I want to know Him more. I need Him in this situation that I'm going through. I need Him every day. I need Him tomorrow. Then we want to pray with you and stand with you. And He's not going to come and do something like a lightning bulb and then disappear again. He's going to come and remind you that He's with you and He's always been with you and He's within you. And if that's you, we want to pray with you. And I pray that He has spoken to you today through His Word. Thanks, band. Thanks for being with us today. If you're impacted by this message, would like to get connected, or would like to know more about our church, please visit our website at c3hobart.org.au. See you next time.